Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Two, set, So a while back on um on Twitter I shared my personal Snapchat account because I had been posting a lot of um cooking videos like cook with me videos mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to open that up to anybody who might want to watch um and one of our listeners an iconic um Mari from Norway she added me on Snapchat and Ever since then, we've just kind of talked back and forth every once in a while. She lives this, like, beautiful life in the mountains in Norway. Like, she... (laughs) It's still snowy there. It's, like, May, and she's like, oh, my gosh, why is it still snowy? But she's going on these beautiful hikes and, like, with her dog and with her family. And I just see, like, all of these amazing... Like, she sends me these amazing snaps. And we just kind of talk back and forth. And we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been awesome. So I got home from a weekend with my parents just to see my mom for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And I had a package waiting for me for my birthday. It's my birthday this week. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kayla. Aww. When we release this episode, it'll be your birthday. Yeah. I didn't thank even you. think about that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so I got a present from my mom and it was all seven of the BTS Barbie dolls. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I posted it on my Snapchat story and I also sent it directly to Mari because we like, you know, we'll talk about BTS stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she replied and she was like, oh my God, like your mom is so sweet. And I was like, yeah, she's, you know, she's pretty wonderful. It's Mother's Day. And, you know, so we were celebrating and she had shared that she is not in contact with her mom anymore on her. It was her own decision, but, you know, it's just her life is better off now. Um, Uh But she just said sometimes she just misses having a mom. And so I said, okay, well, my mom will adopt you. And she was like, what? 
I want to be adopted. And so I texted my mom and I kind of explained like the background info to her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so this is my friend. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. just so you know, you're adopting her. You have a new daughter now. And my mom was like, okay, well, I'll add her to the prayer list. And was like, okay, she's adopted. And so I messaged her and we were like, adoption complete. So, and we even, (laughs) we started like calling each other like sis back and forth and like we've just been like keeping each other updated throughout like the day um mm-hmm. so yeah i adopted um a new sister an and an army an iconic and an yeah. army friend from norway that yeah. is so sweet i'm surprised you've kept that from me this whole time I know. <laughs> it was so hard to keep it from you but i was like i think this is the story that i want to share at the beginning of mm-hmm. this and i i did talk to her and make sure that it was okay before mm-hmm. sharing so i did have permission to uh to share this but wow that's yeah. so sweet and that's so thoughtful of you to to just want to reach out to your own mom and yeah. yeah i mean i just thought it was so fun and cute and I just love, you know, making connections like that. So, yeah. Anyways, that's so sweet. Thanks. On that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Stanning BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, Kim Namjoon is so damn hot. He is so damn hot. (laughs) Unfair. Unfair. Or... Namjoon is the kindest, most selfless person on this planet. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, if you're down for that, then you're in the right place. Because today we are talking about BTS's leader, Kim Namjoon. Uh, but before we get into it, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you would like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts podcast your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes any type of support you guys have to offer is super appreciated just a reminder that the charity of the month for the month of May is Visual Communications. So in celebration of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month for 2020, we're choosing to donate to the nonprofit organization Visual Communications. And their mission is to develop and support the voices of Asian American and Pacific Islander filmmakers and media artists who empower communities and challenge perspectives. VC is the first nonprofit organization in the U.S. to dedicate to the honest and accurate portrayals of the Asian Pacific American peoples, communities, and heritage through the media arts. The organization has created award-winning productions, nurtured and given voice to their youth and seniors, promoted new artistic talent, presented new cinema, and preserved 
visual history. So please donate along with us either through our Patreon or by checking out the links in the description. Also, I put a link in the description for uh, AsianPacificHeritage.gov slash exhibits and collections because mm-hmm. they have online exhibits and collections where you can go and just see a lot of their, their heritage and their culture. And it's just a really great way to go and look at that online instead of since a lot of us aren't able to go and look at museums and stuff that we would normally do. So definitely check that out. This is a super awesome and really important cause to donate towards. So please guys join in this month with us and donate along to visual communications. Um, So we're talking about Namjoon today and if mm-hmm. a lot of you guys might know that episode number two the second episode that we ever did was titled our leader and it was all about Namjoon yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so we just feel that over time we have learned so much more about methods and modes of research we've really improved our ability to find sources and to find information and we feel like we can do Mm -hmm. him even more justice now than we did way back in 2018 um so you know and there's also more content about him to cover now and Mm -hmm. this topic has been requested that we revisit um revisit so this Mm -hmm. is our leader redux yep Redux, yes, that's yeah. a great name for this episode. Uh, so just an overview of this episode, we're briefly going to get into background information on Kim Namjoon. If you're interested in knowing more of the background information, definitely check out our second episode. Um, but then we're going to get into his personality, some of his interests and hobbies. We'll talk a lot about pre-debut because we learned a lot of new information that we had no mm-hmm. idea about Namjoon for pre-debut. Uh, Then we'll get into his role in BTS, solo projects that he's done, and then we're going to finish the episode with some of our all-time favorite Kim Namjoon moments. Yeah, and a lot of these, especially in that last part of the episode, are definitely geared towards things since 2018, since we last got to discuss him. Yeah, because this is almost like a continuation of, you know, our our first episode about him. So, um, obviously, his name is Kim Namjoon, but he does have some stage names and some nicknames. I don't know. Brand new armies might not know maybe that he was formerly Rap Monster, um, and now he's RM, which doesn't stand mm-hmm. for Rap Monster. It stands for Real Me. Um, he just changed it because he said that it suited him more and it fit him better. Um, he's also yeah. lovingly by Army referred to as June, Junie, Mooney, Nam Junie, Namu, and also Mr. President. Mr. I also, President. <laughs> I'll say that Namjoon stands really can get crazy with nicknames too. So things like Daddy Longlegs comes up, thing, <laughs> uh, things like Zaddy comes up. I mean, like there are just endless possibilities of of nicknames for him. Um, he's also mm-hmm. I call him June a lot. I call him June or uh, Junie a lot because I just feel like mm-hmm. it's it's cute. But I it typically will just call him Nam June, like if I'm mm-hmm. tweeting or something. Um, so he is five feet eleven inches tall or a hundred and eighty one centimeters. Mm-hmm. So he's tall. He's tall. 
His birthday is September 12th, 1994. 94 line, what's up? I <laughs> was born in 94, so I just love that both him and J-Hope were born in 94 and Supreme yeah. Boy. Uh, his astrology sign is Virgo. And so Kayla ended up finding these just um, astrology sign posters or like memes or whatever that you found on uh, social media somewhere. So uh-huh. we're going to just kind of go through Virgo and some of the characteristics and skills and activities of Virgos that Kayla found. And we just kind of want to see if it if it fits Namjoon at all. Yeah, so this is from... Uh, I think Sole Lunastro um, is their oh, yeah. their handle. Their and handle. It's, yeah. It says that like so. This is almost like a resume. Like the their their address would be Six Perfectionist Possible Road, Virgo Season is the city, uh. um, and then their phone number one eight hundred Avoidance or their email. I can fix that at email dot com. I feel like the email mm. could describe him. I can fix yeah, that at I email.com. I can fix com. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For um, skills, it says problem solving, identifying patterns, project management, giving unsolicited advice. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I, feel like that, I, can, I can that see all of these so bit. far. Yeah. yeah um, knowing more than I let on, for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> He knows so much, but I feel that he's a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah, but I feel that he downplays himself a lot. Uh Uh, Remembering useless information for sure. Organizing spreadsheets, handling and noticing the details, definitely. Yeah. Telling people why they're wrong, identifying people's weaknesses, making my chaotic mind and life appear organized. (laughs) Yeah, I think he does have a bit of a chaotic mind. Yeah, I think so. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that he necessarily tells people why they're wrong, but I do think that he guides people in a better direction, like what he thinks is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So extracurricular activities of a Virgo, stress crying, uh, getting easily annoyed, maybe, not taking my own advice, (laughs) overthinking (laughs) myself into a panic, Oh. Probably. Selectively socializing. I feel selectively socializing really describes him. Um, be, be, as for mm-hmm. things that we'll get into later. Yeah. Uh, policing people's mm-hmm. grammar and hoarding receipts to use later as evidence, like screenshots and stuff. Both of those. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, see him June. doing that. He's such a Virgo. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is. Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't expect to, like, agree with so many of these, thinking that he uh, was suited with so many of these, but I really do feel that way. I didn't expect it to fit that perfectly. Yeah. Maybe just because I felt Sagittarius did not fit me at all. (laughs) No, the one for you did not, but the Taurus one for me definitely suited me. I feel like the Mm -hmm. majority of of the way, yeah. Mm Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about blood type a little bit because this is more of a Korean culture thing. So he is blood type A. Um, We kind of reviewed a lot of the significance of blood types uh, in Korea in previous episodes for all the member episodes. But people with blood type A are said to be diplomatic, friendly, down to earth and sensitive. They can take some time to open up to others and are good at hiding their feelings. 
I feel like that's just that can be descriptive of him too Mm -hmm. like in his leader role he has to be diplomatic um these are all I mean Mm -hmm. I think that he's a sensitive person too um and yeah maybe he might take time to open up or the way that he opens up is through music yeah I think he would take a a a while to warm up to people fully Mm -hmm. before being uh I guess like showing himself fully to people Mm -hmm. before like he would take his time doing that oh I think so too um so we just had some additional kind of characteristics that stuck out to us as traits of his on top of these things um one of them one you know way to describe him that always comes to mind is humble um and -hmm. also very hard working Uh, I think you could say this about any member of BTS, but I do think that a lot of this attitude really comes from him and like he's always an exemplary um, person in his humility and in his work ethic. So Mm -hmm. I think being the leader, he has so much responsibility and feels so much responsibility uh, more so than maybe some of the other members and especially along with the the lyrics and the songwriting that goes on that he has to do he's so hardworking, and to be in this position of of leader of the biggest boy group in you know in the world right now to be as humble as he is really just goes to show truly how humble of a person he is. Yeah. Um, when I think of traits and characteristics of him, I really think of dorky and quirky. Mm-hmm. And this isn't all the time when he's on stage. He doesn't really present this way when he's in a position where he's doing speeches or interviews. He doesn't really come off this way, but it's really like the run episodes mm-hmm. and the behind the scenes that we see this really kind of dorky guy. And I think it really contributes to his charm, his natural charm. Uh Uh-huh. You really, you think of him as charming. I do. Well, I think of him as charming in that way of his dorkiness, his quirkiness is charming because it's so not something that he's trying to do. Like he's not trying Mm -hmm. to turn on the charm. It's so endearing. Often in those Mm -hmm. moments, he, I just think he has like this, the widest smile on with those deep dimples and, you know, I mean, it does come off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To me, that's like comes off as charm like inadvertently charming with his Mm -hmm. dorkiness Mm -hmm. yeah um i also think that he's a member in the group who is very wise um -hmm. i think that you and i feel and talk a lot about that like he really counsels the machine line like a lot of the mock the the three machines always go to him to talk to things talk about things and to you Mm -hmm. know discuss problems or whatever um and i think that he has a certain wisdom about him like he's well read and he's just Mm -hmm. a good listener and um i think that he just uses that to help other people which is awesome and it goes along with the next thing on the list about him which is selfless i think that Mm -hmm. he gives so much of himself to other people and also like to army when he writes he really writes from within himself and what he truly feels and what he truly wants to say and how much he gives himself over to everybody i think is so selfless 
He's definitely very selfless and wise. And we, doing this research, we've really come to see how much he's assisted a lot of the other members through songwriting and just getting, just being a leader for BTS and encouraging them through those difficult times. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely wise and selfless, even with a little bit of the uh, Break the Silence documentary that we've gotten to see so far. Hearing him talk about the future just even at the end of the second episode when he's talking about the future is in the future it's called the future for a reason because it's not Mm -hmm. right now and he's wanting to focus on the present and you hear that kind of in everyday everyday life you hear people say those kinds of words but hearing it from him it just sounds it's like full wisdom being thrown at me that he's just so poetic in the way that he presents it he's nothing but just extremely wise yeah and it seems so genuine like he really lives that way or at least really practices to live that way you know and in, mm-hmm. in the living in the present not living in the future and yeah. i also thought of like a selfless moment would be when he was helping jimin write the lyrics of oh, promise yeah. and just review i mean just spending so much time and we already saw that going on in bon voyage and to see it again here and you know, just really, you know, giving himself over to to his members yeah. to help them. Yeah. I just love it. And I think that leads really uh, well into our next characteristic that we've both kind of thought about is we both think that he is very discerning, mm-hmm. uh, that he has really good judgment. And I think that goes with he's just a man of integrity and I think can just being around people understand a little bit and he listens really well and that he can kind of judge for the better, uh, not judgmental in a bad way, you know, like he just, Mm -hmm. I think understands people a little bit more, which goes to us thinking that he has a good amount of emotional intelligence too. Yeah. That I think a lot of us know that he is super smart. He's a genius, Mm. but I do think that he has this emotional intelligence to him that, makes him even better of a person you know it just really outweighs the the textbook knowledge yeah I feel like he's really tuned in he is really tuned in and open-minded too that when I when I see him especially collaborate with members like Young, who is just not your ordinary person very unique very different personality that maybe uh, can be challenging at times, but he's just, he seems so patient mm-hmm. and and willing to take the time to get to know someone yeah. and not be judgmental or resistant to new ideas. And I think he does have the emotional intelligence to understand what somebody how somebody is thinking and feeling about something and mm-hmm. really pull it out of them. I, I was thinking about his interactions with Young. I was also thinking again about that uh, Break the Silence, him writing, you know, him working on Promise with Jimin. It was all he was doing. It reminded me of like such a teacher thing. He was really just listening to what Jimin was saying and trying to convey and just pulling it out of him. But it was, you know, and I just, I think that really speaks to that discerning emotional intelligence. Like I, Mm -hmm. I just was floored by that. I thought that that was an incredible characteristic. 
That was so cool to watch, to see yeah. him and Jimin write that song together and to really take what Jimin was saying and not write the song for him, but to... Uh, and you know, bring that out of out of Jimin himself, and just yeah. guide him through it. Really, yeah, really inspiring incredible. to watch. He has a talent. He's mm-hmm. incredible. Oh. I love Namjoon. Okay, we're already getting there. We're, we're already, already like there. so full of love right now. <laughs> Lastly, uh, we just have to say that. He's not the most careful with his physical actions. Um, This is something that a lot of us know, and it's maybe more of a stereotype about him in the earlier stages of BTS that we don't really want to revisit so much with recent, uh, you know, how he's he's grown kind of out of that. But still Mm -hmm. to this day, he's just... It's not like he's careless. He just sometimes isn't the most careful. I think I explained to you that sometimes when he's doing things, I feel like he's rushing through it or doing it way quicker and maybe just not taking his time. Like his mind is working faster than his body is going to keep up with or something. He kind of comes off as clumsy or uncoordinated. But I think one of the most recent things that happened since we did his episode forever ago or our Mm -hmm. second episode that I was just astounded when I found out this piece of information but uh, Namjoon has lost like three or more pairs of airpods that's just insane to me which are (laughs) not cheap no Uh, there's so much money yeah but also I'm not I'm not surprised by that no no (laughs) I mean, this is the man who used to lose his passport. At least that's not as much of an issue, and it's AirPods, you know, something mm-hmm. that can be replaced. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like how we feel about his personality. Obviously, this is our take on who we think he is as a person, and mm-hmm. you know, and there's, there's no so way much that, more to him than that. Obviously, um, and. But this is just kind of an overall general view off the top of our head, how we think mm-hmm. and feel about him. Um, going to get into some interests and hobbies of his, especially things that we really think are prominent since we first talked about him. The first thing that I would say is probably the most, I mean, he, this created a verb and that's Namjooning. And Namjooning is going on nature walks, going to museums, uh, biking along the Han River, some self-reflection, um, a little bit mm-hmm. of unplugging from, you know, the world around you and, you know, just being with yourself. And we often get pictures of Namjoon on Twitter of him out Namjooning. And now mm-hmm. it's just become a, a thing whenever army does these activities you know often they'll post i was namjooning today you know what yeah. namjooning today after they explored a museum or something um really like an enriching activity that is good for mind body soul i feel like mind, is a namjooning body, soul, definitely yeah um another interest of his and this has kind of become like a i mean this has become a meme um but just his love of like crabs and sea creatures in general Mm -hmm. um any 
opportunity that bts has to be at a beach he is looking for crabs he is looking for mm-hmm. sea life to interact with and they just really seem to bring him so much joy like yeah just he just purely make him so happy cute yeah <laughs> it's just so random to me i think crabs are cute too but he loves walking along beaches and finding crabs and there's lots of footage of him taking crabs and bringing them close to the camera and like, You're like showing them off a crab yeah it's so cute yeah another interest that namjoon has are trees or just wood and woodworking in general he doesn't do the woodworking but he's interested in (laughs) in wood furniture or pieces of of woodwork that have been done and i think a big uh a big contributor to us getting this insight on his love for trees and woodwork is when he did his studio tour of archive and inside archive you can see it's just fully decorated with beautiful wood furniture pieces there's bonsai tree when you walk in uh just all it's really wood everywhere and that's the main color tone that you get Mm -hmm. when you walk into archive Uh, very earthy and very relaxing and peaceful Um, but another thing that we noticed too inside his archive were these massive wooden cause and cause is an artist i think it's an american artist who basically does these kind of like character like uh models yeah mm-hmm. and this has been a thing that namjoon and hosak have been interested in but namjoon has a massive cause collection i mean just incredibly massive and so we didn't really get to see as many cause in his most recent studio archive but in old studios he has like just wall to rows wall. upon rows of yeah. like wall filled of these cause figurines it's insane but those but wooden cause that he has in his archive right now are incredible like they're oh, massive yeah. they're, i feel like they're like two feet tall they look like solid wood like the detailing on them and like mm-hmm. i mean they're very very cool pieces of art especially for somebody who loves the material wood you mm-hmm. know yeah yeah and then lastly for interests or hobbies is he likes his beer. Uh, yeah. That was kind of random to throw in there, but we're like, what else does he like? He definitely likes beer. He does like beer. I mean, who does? Oh, well, you don't. I don't like beer. <laughs> I couldn't even finish that, that, that question because I was like, oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still determined to, uh, to find a beer that you like because there's so many, there's so many beers. Do Bethany. ciders count? Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so I think cider, I mean, an ale is a beer, so I think a cider can count as a beer. Why not? Yeah. I think it is. I do like ciders. Okay. They're pretty sweet, well, but I like them. Yeah, they are sweet. I bet that you would like sour beer. Yeah. It's I really good. I think I good. had a sour beer once when I visited Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the first yeah. time I had a sour beer. And it still had a little too much of a beer flavor to me. I don't get like, the beer flavor with ciders. Yeah, no, the, you don't get any like hops or anything with with ciders. Anyways, okay, that fat beer mm-hmm. tangent. Um, I wonder what kind of beer Namjoon Weird. really likes. Yeah. Okay, so next we're going to talk about 
his time during pre-debut, um, just his time coming up in the underground scene and what he did before he debuted with BTS. And um, I, I found this post on Reddit by the user Bapsade, and this is titled RM Pre-Debut History. And what this post ended up being was a incredibly detailed and lengthy um just wealth of information, much of which we've never come across before. Um, but they did have sources and they, you know, seemed very well researched. Um, so we're just going to summarize parts of their larger post um, that really stuck out to us. So Namjoon began rapping in June 2007 and by September, he was already collaborating with other artists. Um, we already mentioned that he's 94 line. So June 2007, he would only be 12. By September, he'd be turning 13. So wow. that is when he started making music. Very young. Um, makes me Makes me proud, you know? Like, I yeah. feel like he's been working so long. Um, his mm. earliest collab was with Chang Mo, who's a rapper and producer who actually went on to feature on Saran's Wine, which was produced by Yoongi. And I just think that's mm-hmm. such a cool connection just over the years. Um, during that time of them coming up in the underground scene, Changmo went by Lupe. Mm-hmm. So he'll come up a, you know, a little bit later. A little bit later. Uh, so Namjoon was active on various underground hip-hop sites. He posted songs to Jungle Radio and Hip Hop Playa, which I am like, how did I not know about these these sites mm-hmm. at all? Um, yeah. It just goes to show that how long he's been around. Uh, so unfortunately, he deleted all of his posts on these sites uh, by the time 2010 came around. However, fans have saved and re-uploaded many of the songs, posting them on DC Inside Hip Hop Gallery. Which we're very thankful for. Mm-hmm, yeah. So he played around with different stage names, beginning with Runch Ronda, later briefly experimenting with Largo and The Nexus in 2008, which mm-hmm. you and I are just blown away by this because we did our whole, you know, our leader episode way back for episode two, had no idea that he went by anything other than Runch Ronda. Ronda. Yeah. yeah. But he also went by Largo and the Nexus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in 2009, he began going by just Runch. Mm-hmm. And he was sometimes affectionately called Kim Runch. Which, knowing all this information now, it makes me a little bit more understanding of when he was Rap Monster, he changed his name to RM. I'm like, is he going to change his name again? Maybe. Is it going to stick? When he goes through another, like, when he feels like he's entered another era of his life, that he wants to change his name again. Because I do feel like he was really trying to find himself and find something representative of himself with all of these name changes, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to call him Kim Runch. I want to like start calling him that. Kim I think Runch. that's cute. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so his first ever performance, I never knew this, was with a crew named the Black Pirates. Um, he later left this, uh, this group because he felt like they were more focused on fame than actually music um although he did remain friends with many of the members and worked with them later on um throughout 2008 he started to gain some notoriety and then he gained even more popularity as the 94 line scene rose um the 94s actually put out a group song without namjoon um they had asked him to record but he had been too busy so interestingly there were so many comments on the video speaking about the absence of him on the track that supreme boy actually had to address it and say this is why he was just too busy to record and one of the first ever comments on the video um or on the on the track was there's no need for a 94 line song without runch Wow. I just I he's think a big that's, deal even back he's then. He's a big deal back then. I think that speaks In to that so much. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people already are very interested in hearing his music. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Wow. Wow. So in August 2009, Namjoon auditioned for the Big Deal Squad, another rap crew. He passed the preliminary round, but he ultimately did not earn a spot. He said he forgot most of the lyrics and performed poorly. He then at that time stepped away from music and started focusing on his studies. And you and I, we just were like, he kind of gave up his dream at this point. Yes. And this makes me think of No More Dream, like fucking BTS, No More Dream. And it also made me think back to what you said earlier, which was that by 2010, he had like deleted all of his songs that were Mm -hmm. on these underground sites. Um, You know, did he... Uh, something that this reddit poster pointed out was that it wasn't like a commonplace for underground artists who turned into idols to go back and delete all of their underground music like many people's underground music is still up and available so i didn't feel like him signing with big hit in 2010 was that reason yeah so i think that maybe he like really just gave up his dream and just delete like just took down all of his songs Mm -hmm. and was just like i'm just gonna redevote myself to my studies i'm gonna Mm -hmm. give up my dream because he just felt like he did so poorly with this and was just done with music which is interesting because though he felt he did poorly a member of the rap duo Untouchable named Sleepy was watching this performance. It's probable that he knew about Namjoon before the performance because nine months later in May of 2010, he called Namjoon to suggest that he meet with Bang PD at Big Hit Entertainment. So maybe he didn't do that bad at this performance because Mm -hmm. Sleepy noticed him, but it's also possible that he had heard about him prior to that performance. And later on, nine months later, uh, called him up and was like, hey, you should check out Bang PD and Big Hit Entertainment. Yeah, don't give up on your dream yet. Mm -mm. Um, So ultimately, Big Hit hired him without a plan of what they were going to have him do, without knowing where he would fit into their company. Um, But from this, the formation of BTS began 
quite slowly. Um, we were surprised to learn that they were originally called BPB and not BTS. Mm-hmm. And this was an acronym for just Bulletproof Boys. Um, so without the Bulletproof Boy Scouts, Bulletproof Boys with a Z at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have an entire episode on the formation process of BTS along with their life before debut. Um, so we're really not going to go further into it right now. If you would like specifics, if you haven't listened listen to the episode yet check it out it's episode 53 it's called trainee life Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, while Namjoon was signed with Big Hit, he did actually continue to um, work on music and to perform. During this time, the 94 line participated in three different concerts called mm-hmm. DNH concerts. And uh, he participated in all three of those with the rest of the 94s who were coming up, even though he was already mm-hmm. signed. Yeah. Busy guy, really busy yeah. guy, but he definitely has commitment and follows through with a lot of people. So by 2012, BTS's lineup had been finalized and Namjoon was working on songs for BTS's debut, um, but he was also writing songs for big hit entertainment's first very very first group called glam which is actually a girl group and honestly though it's not bts related it would be really interesting for us to do an episode on glam and just if you guys are interested let us know um because glam was a very short period of time but namjoon worked on their songs party xxl and i like that so he ultimately has a huge history he was well known in the underground rap scene at the age of i mean as early as the age of 12 13 so it's really just incredible to learn all of this information about him because we had no idea so coming across this reddit post by bepsade uh it's titled rm pre-debut history that was like mm-hmm. revolutionary coming across yeah. this so definitely go check out that reddit post if you want to know even more specifics mm-hmm. link in um, the google doc to make it easy for you oh yeah it's in the google yeah. doc if you're yeah, a guys, patron. This, this google doc has like so many links okay links. like <laughs> innumerable and you could totally yeah. go dissect this information along with us if you wanted to mm-hmm we also have linked for you iconics a full list of all the pre-debut songs that Namjoon is known to have written and recorded. And so if you want to check that out, definitely there's a link that you can find a list of all the pre-debut songs. Yeah, and I think that list might also have individual links where you could then go and listen to all of those pre-debut songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty incredible that that collection um, mm-hmm. exists in one place. Okay, so let's talk about his role in BTS. We've already kind of touched on that he's officially titled as the leader. Um, If you're not familiar, traditionally in K-pop, each member, when a group debuts, kind of has a a title, um, like leader or lead vocalist or lead rapper, main dancer, visual, etc. So Namjoon is officially titled as the leader. Um, He is on often a translator in interview settings because he speaks English so for a 
long time he has kind of fulfilled that role you know on a red carpet or just on a on a talk show or whatever um he is also one of bts's main lyricist and producers um we could just rant and rave all day which is what we're about to do about songs Mm -hmm. that he has written and produced because um he definitely has his own sound and vibe and uh bts would not be what it is without him let's be honest Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of the songs that I really think of when I listen to them that I feel that Namjoon really speaks to the song or really worked on the song a lot, uh, I think of Spring Day and mm-hmm. Bepse. Spring mm-hmm. Day, I think, really was that poetic, beautiful lyrics that he had the potential to do that he had been doing up to that point. But I felt like Spring Day was really where he got to let that poetic uh, lyricist come out. And uh, Spring Day is just timeless at this queen. point. It's, it's a queen. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she, she rules. Um, and then Bepse, the reason I think of Bepse with Namjoon is because of the uh, societal expectations yes. and the difference in status and age. I felt like he had a lot of say in that. I do think that Yoongi had a lot of say in that too, um, which you can really say Yoongi has a handful of of collaboration in all these songs too but I just really right. felt I got this from when I listened to Bepse I really feel uh, Namjoon's lyrics in that in that song just the um the societal like the arguing with societal constructs that mm-hmm. happens in the lyrics of that song with the relation of like the crow tit and you know everything mm-hmm. um yeah, it really does. It's things that he has always talked about in his own personal lyrics or verses where he's mm-hmm. talking about these kind of inequalities in society. And yeah. I think that that's always been a, a passion of his. So I definitely agree with you. Um, two songs that I really, really feel like obviously are representative of him are Reflection from the Wings album and Trivia Love from mm-hmm. uh, Answer from Love Myself Answer, Love Yourself Answer. Um, Mm -hmm. these songs are his solo songs. I feel like reflection is so heartfelt and so raw and emotional and definitely like that poetic, um, style of writing that he does. Um, and I felt like that's when another time when he's being really selfless and just really sharing, all that he has um in that song and then with trivia love this is just a song that he made out of pure desire to truly connect with army on stage during Mm -hmm. concerts and to feel that love between army and between bts um and i just think that it's an incredible song and definitely you know a namjoon song it's definitely an Amjoon song, and I love that these are both his solo tracks that happened really one right after the other, but how different they are from one mm-hmm. another, the, the contrast between the two. Yeah. But both very much, very much Namjoon, especially when you get into the lyrics of Reflection, uh, you just really see the ideas of loving oneself start to sprout and before yeah. we know it, we have a whole Love Yourself series that follows very definitely cool. for sure um no more dream easily ease and i hate that i picked this one um but it's, but their ob- debut it's an song. obvious choice yeah. yeah their debut song uh in a lot of the earlier stuff i just hear so much 
non-June influence in their early music. And Mm -hmm. which is interesting to me because we hear all of his R and behinds now for the whole, all the love yourself albums. And even now getting into map of the soul, he has these behinds. So he's clearly still producing and writing lyrics for all these songs. But for some reason, those early, those early songs, I just hear him. I really hear his presence in them, especially, you know, I feel like, I feel like, no more dream and Bapse are kind of in that same thematic realm um and i do agree with you mm-hmm. that a lot of their early work you can really hear his voice because really at that time you have to think about it wasn't all of bts contributing to the lyrics and the themes and the topics as much as they are now um because a lot of them didn't have the experience in that like Namjoon and like Yoongi did. So it was really, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, strongly their two voices at the beginning in what they talked about and what they wanted to address. And so I feel like mm-hmm. no more dream is definitely that. I mean, we already fucking talked about like he fucking lost yeah. his dream, you know, um, yeah. a lot of the dark and wild album too, just definitely has that, that vibe. Um, just kind of the, questioning society and um could be because he's also the intro for yeah. dark and wild yeah that's true he kind of sets the tone for the album mm-hmm. but when yeah. we were scrolling through the album we were just like i feel like so many of these songs feel like him you know yeah um two three is another song that comes to mind when i think about things that he has had a big hand in uh kind of goes along with spring day to me just because it's an emotional song it's a song meant to it's like a poem to army to you know meant Mm -hmm. to give comfort and um i just feel like that's right up his alley too yeah i agree with that yeah uh i also think of serendipity singularity and euphoria not epiphany and honestly when we were looking up the songs that Namjoon has worked on, Epiphany was not on that list. Um, but when I think of Serendipity, Singularity, and Euphoria, I really think of Arms Behind for all of those songs because I felt he had a lot to say. He had a lot to mm-hmm. say about them because he wrote these songs for the Mocknays. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show his skill, how he can be so poetic in all of these songs, have a lot of meaning, but cater to these members specifically uh just his talent he's definitely a songwriter one of the best oh yeah oh yeah I mean one of the best incredibly gifted and I also can't help but to bring up again that the amount of time and listening that it took for him to be able to interpret what the Makne line wanted to portray in their intro songs. And Mm -hmm. I feel like he really represented each one of them so well. Like, oh my gosh, how many times we talk about singularity and how just perfect that song is for Taeyong (laughs) in every way, in every single way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another song that we think a lot about is that hidden track C from Love Yourself Her. Um, it's another one of those life's uneasy, life's uncertain right now, but like, you know, in a in a desert you gave me a C and talking about the ocean and um, you know, definitely another one of those healing tracks uh that mm. just didn't quite make it onto the full album. 
The album, yeah. yeah. He has such a way with words and that he's mm-hmm. able to be a songwriter and present his his words in this lyrical form yeah. is such a great gift. Um, another song I really think of that is more of an upbeat song is Idol. Yeah. I, maybe it's because right off the bat, they call me artist. They call they me call Idol. Me Idol. Idol. <laughs> uh, you just... Namjoon's presence with this song uh, but I really do think of the lyrics and kind of his questioning of himself and just all the name changes and everything uh, he's definitely shown interest in like what he's called what he what people call him or see him as and what he calls himself and sees himself as I think it's something he's it's a common theme that he's brought up in a lot of his music and I felt that Idol was really showing a lot of that especially there at the beginning with his with his verse Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like that theme even continues into the last song that we really feel like that we that we're talking about today at least is intro persona because mm-hmm. this is I mean his mm-hmm. most recent intro this song is fully, you know, really trying to investigate and discover who you are, really questioning what your persona is, how mm-hmm. all of your different personas might come together and create you as a person. And not only is this question deeply philosophical which we feel is so Namjoon um but it's that further exploration of who am I like idol am I an idol Mm -hmm. am I an artist that yeah the exploration of self um Mm -hmm. I just love that that poetic deepness um yeah is what what we see throughout all of his all of his songs he is definitely one of the best producers and songwriters of all time Mm. I can say that with much confidence yes I'm not arguing that point. Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and get into his solo projects. And this is since February 2018. So since we did our last Namjoon episode, our leader for our second episode, he's now since released a lot of other things. So one of those things includes Mono, which Mm. is his most recent mixtape from October 2018. And he released it when I was on my honeymoon in Hawaii. And I was like, hold up, there's a BTS album coming out while I'm like in Hawaii on my honeymoon. Uh, I remember that. Um, But we have an entire episode on Mono, guys. Go check it out. It's episode 43. Holy shit, that was a long time ago. Um, But definitely go check it out. Oh, yeah. Another song that he did for solo projects is uh, from November 2018. He worked with Tiger JK on a track... Uh, for his final album under the name Drunken Tiger. And that song was titled Timeless, which mm-hmm. I have not really listened much to, but before we went in for research, we listened to it together and it was incredible. Um, and I think what you were kind of, maybe you want to touch on this yeah. too. Uh, um, yeah. Just not what, what Drunken Tiger, he's now called Tiger JK. What he said later about this song, because this was his last album underneath the name Drunken Tiger before he changed to Tiger JK. And it was kind of like this end of this massive era because he's a legend in the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. rap world. Um, he was just mm-hmm. like, I expected Namjoon's verse to, um, be about himself because a lot of rap, especially features on rap nowadays, is a is very self focused and um, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was all about 
Tiger JK and it was a tribute to him and uh, you know he just spent the entire verse just talking about how much of a role model he is and at the end of it he even called him dad um, it was wow. just cool like you could see Namjoon's admiration for him and I think he definitely got respect from Tiger JK and that he wrote an honest verse and you know wasn't being egotistical in the verse he was yeah oh i'm i'm gonna write a a tribute he could have been he could have written anything um i just really love that in march of 2019 he provided a feature on han's crying over you remake um this is cool because he first discovered han on twitter and he was really excited to be able to collaborate with them for his mono mixtape. Um, he collabed on the song Soul. Um, so it was cool that then later on, like over a, a year later, he was, or almost a year later, he was able to collab with them on their music. Yeah, very neat. Um, he also, in July 2019, he was the fourth official Old Town Road remix with Lil Nas X. Um, Incredible. Awesome. And then in January 2020, most recently, he featured on Yoonha's Winter Flower, which is such a beautiful song. Beautiful song. I love that song so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, they did yeah. such an incredible job with it. Yeah. He's definitely done a lot of other solo projects, but like we said, this is just since February of 2018. If you're interested in knowing more of his solo projects, go back and listen to our second episode. Yeah. Um, So lastly, as we are kind of wrapping up this episode, we're going to just share some of our favorite Kim Namjoon moments. uh, And we're just really going from February of 2018, some of these moments from since then. We wanted Um, to be current with you guys, you know? Yeah, we're being current. We're trying to, you know, not not think about the past too much things that have happened more recently so one of my favorite things and I've said this so many times on the podcast that Namjoon does are his RM behinds and what I love in these RM behinds is just how he gets to interact with ARMY and tell us a lot about the albums but also how he's kind of shady to the other members when they come in uh and just crash <laughs> and interrupt him yeah, yeah we have we talk a lot about this in the v live crashes but i felt the need to bring it up again just because it is some of my favorite content for namjoon yeah i think we always so much look forward to his behinds mm-hmm. um one of my all-time favorite moments and this is more of like a when Namjoon wrecks me, I become a hard stan and I just <laughs> fangirl is during the Little Nas X Grammy performance, okay? Ugh. All of BTS was included. They did an incredible job. We know this. Mm. But Namjoon looks so fucking hot. Like, his slicked back hair and his glasses. Just mm-hmm. unreal. And he just rocked it. I mean, his stage presence was contributing to just how incredibly oh, sexy Ugh, i just it was I, turned all the way up wow he yeah. was incredible yeah i love yeah. that you brought that one up never will be over it <laughs> um something else that i've already kind of talked about um but these are my favorite things are his namjooning selfies and photos that he posts on twitter um mm-hmm. during or after he does a namjooning thing i just think that 
army really enjoys seeing these. I always mm-hmm. enjoy seeing these. And it reminds me to take some time out of my day to do something like this whenever yeah. I see his post. Mm-hmm. His outfits are always just beautiful too. And he has Ugh. a gorgeous backdrop because he's out in uh, nature. Always. It, it's just the best. Those those photos are the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite moments for Namjoon that I think is so sweet and really shows his character and his dynamic with the members is from, of course, Bon Voyage. Um, so from Bon Voyage <laughs> 4, when they were in New Zealand, uh, there is this moment where Namjoon goes in and he wakes up uh, different members. And the way that he goes about waking up the members um, is different from one another. And I think it just shows how well he knows them and how to successfully get them up. So when he goes in to wake up Young, he goes in and he turns the lights on and he abruptly removes the the blanket <laughs> from from Young. like this is the only way he's going to get up if I don't take away this blanket he's just going to go back to sleep um, when he goes in to wake up Jungkook and Jimin he just turns the lights on and is like get up and then when he goes in to wake up Jin he doesn't even turn the lights on he just is like you getting up and Jin's like yep I'm getting up <laughs> And then he walks out. So cute. it's just it's just cute seeing him know his members so well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love that he just knows those details. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, of course, of course he does by now. Right. But yeah. the fact that he takes the time to individualize how he's going yeah. to wake them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already kind of talked about Namjoon and Jimin discussing promise um, in the Break the Silence episode, which mm-hmm. I think is one of my all time new favorite moments because that was so cool to see. I, I just so love cool. the teacher and Namjoon come out the creative genius the emotional intelligence everything coming out in that moment I just love I think it's so Mm -hmm. cool that we got to see that Um, but during research what I thought about before I got to see that episode (laughs) was during Bon Voyage 3 when Namjoon and Jimin were discussing promise at a cafe table Mm -hmm. and they were doing it for so long and he, he was just really listening to all of Jimin's things that he was discussing about it and asking and wondering about and then afterwards they went and watched fireworks which is just so cute but he's so supportive he is so supportive and he takes you know just the time that he takes out to help other people you know and to be a confidant Mm -hmm. i just think is special yeah very special so another favorite moment of mine for nam june is when he went and saw these, I don't know, he was shopping or something, and he found these baby shoes that he just thought were so cute. So he bought them. <laughs> he has no reason really to, like, no functional reason to buy these baby shoes other than he just thinks they're cute. Yeah. And he showed Army these little shoes that are very cute. Um, but going off of that, there was an interview, too, where... BTS were asked like what they want to be and Namjoon says that he wants to be a dad someday mm-hmm. and what makes this moment even cuter is the little Namgi interaction where Yoongi is kind of lounging in the chair that he's sitting in and he kind of points over at Namjoon and says you can in English oh. he says you can you can so be a cute. dad and I think a lot of armies find 
it's so endearing and so sweet and so cute that he wants to be a dad and he's the type of guy to go out and see a pair of baby shoes and has no real reason to buy them other than he just thinks they're cute he just thinks they're cute yeah love it i and i'm never i will never be over yungi saying you can you can oh yeah. it's so cute <laughs> okay so i have to address big nom titties <laughs> big switch right nom titties is a term that i feel like was coined uh, in March of 2019. People probably talked about it before then, but mm-hmm. to me, this is where it all began, where it became way more prominent on social media, where the thirst for Nam June's chest and the mm-hmm. definition and just everything going on became so real. And it, it started with a Bangtan bomb <laughs> titled Standing in Front of the Window, so basic. And he's wearing like this white long sleeve, like thin shirt, and it is just cupping i mean it is just tight and fitted (laughs) and i mean it's so incredible and even other members are in the area wearing like the same white shirt but it doesn't even matter because like Mm -hmm. he's right here with his whole chest just wow really standing out it's form-fitting and it's white and that lighting that he's in in front of these windows you see yeah yeah cupping that's (laughs) but really any time that he's performing like or wearing like a sheer shirt or wearing anything form fitting that we get to see his his chest um is is a great nom titty moment yeah his pectoral muscles are good a one oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so one of my all-time favorite looks for nom june is from the 2019 Grammys. Uh, He looked great at the 2020 Grammys as well, but for the 2019 Grammys, when he was, like, going on the red carpet and doing interviews, he had, like, that cumber... Cumberbund, Cumberbund. yeah. Yeah. And his hair was gray and kind of... It was slicked back and parted and forehead was fully exposed. And then he also had these really handsome glasses that he was wearing he looked absolutely stunning jaw-dropping just gorgeous yeah absolutely i mean i i this is an iconic look for him i feel uh Mm -hmm. just everything that he is wearing is just working perfectly for him and powerful powerful i remember Ugh, everybody was calling him daddy after this, but mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about just real quickly whenever he performed Dionysus. Okay. I remember mm-hmm. specifically talking about the performance where he's just walking out like power walking to the front of the stage and then like slamming that staff onto the ground. Yeah. So iconic, so iconic. powerful. Mm-hmm. He is glaring at the camera. He is mm-hmm. possessing everyone in the room um and specifically when he hops up on the table with his staff right at the beginning in that robe and the staff Mm -hmm. and just the power and the energy that he has going on um is just iconic there's no other way to say it. it is iconic i love how powerful he's presented in that in that part for dionysus for sure yeah So lastly, I think this is what deserves to be talked about um, as we wrap up this episode. And 
truly, this is one of the most iconic, memorable, uh, one of the most proud moments we all kind of think of when we think of Namjoon is the United Nations speech given at the UN General Assembly. Yeah. So if you guys are new to BTS, if you're a new army, definitely go and watch the BTS Kim Namjoon speech at the uh, the United Nations General Assembly because he gives the entire speech in English, which is crazy, but it's like the UN. He's speaking at the United Nations about uh, loving ourselves and the speak yourself concept is when this really starts to come out. Uh, this is, he talks about how BTS had teamed up with UNICEF and doing the Love Myself campaign. He goes in to talk about uh, growing up in uh, in a city, in a town outside of Seoul and kind of what his childhood was like and dreaming um, mm-hmm. as a kid and just what goes into loving yourself. And I mean, really, the speech is He even talks incredible. about at one point stopping you know not dreaming anymore you know Mm -hmm. and kind of losing himself in that and he says you know we all do this and we become like ghosts and Mm -hmm. then he sets out for the rest of the speech on that kind of importance of the self-discovery of the discovery of how to love yourself and of how important of a task that is to do in your life um Yeah, I love this speech. I think this is truly one of the most important things that BTS has ever done. The fact that they spoke their message at the United Nations, I think is absolutely incredible. It makes it makes you proud. It makes you proud because uh, they're not just a K-pop group. And Namjoon really is kind of the spokesman for the group, being the leader of the group. Um, But to go in and write this speech and perfect it and practice it and speak at such a large assembly of world leaders Mm -hmm. uh, really goes to show just how um, relevant he is and just how much of a leader he is in today's society. Uh, I can't imagine being like if Namjoon is your bias and just Mm. I'm proud we're all proud as armies but man he's such an incredible human being I I I can't believe that he's real that he exists and that he is the way he is um he's just so humble so selfless just a natural born leader He's an incredible songwriter. I I really do put him up there with Lennon and McCartney. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. He's I just wow. Uh, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. he's he's a he's poetic and deep and you know profound and he profound. truly has something to say you know i think that's why he's making music not only is he incredibly gifted and talented at making music that sounds good that people want to listen to but Mm -hmm. he makes music he makes art that people are going to connect with on an emotional level on a spiritual level because of his lyrics and because of his honesty that he puts into it and um i just i feel like Mm -hmm. we're so lucky 
to know him and to be able to experience what he has to offer right now in the world, like in real time. Um, I, yeah. I absolutely love him. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Kim Nam Joon. Oh, Kim Nam Joon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, this has been such a fun episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you yeah. did enjoy it, you can let us know by writing a review on um, iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Um, you could also email us or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms to let us know what you thought about this episode. We love to hear your feedback, um, your constructive criticism, anything that you feel like needs to be said about Namjoon that we didn't mention. Tweet it mm-hmm. at us and we will retweet you and let other icons conics know about that that moment or that that thing um Mm -hmm. and yeah thank you guys for being here this week again reach out to us on social media or on email and you can find links for all of those things in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts